You're listening to The Power of Us on Revolver Podcast. Working remotely can be a challenge, especially for teams that are new to it. How do you deal with your work environment being the same as home while staying productive? At a time when teams must come together more than ever to solve big challenges, Trello's here to help. Trello, part of Atlassian's collaborative suite, has been powering remote teams globally for almost a decade. Trello keeps everyone on the same page, helping teams communicate, focus, and connect. Try Trello for free and learn more at Trello.com. That's T-R-E-L-L-O.com. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Power of Us. This is Abel. And this is The One. His wife he knew from the moment he saw her. Yes, Rosie. baby. Yes. You absolutely were the one. When I, I saw you. Do you believe in love at first sight? Music music started playing. Okay. Really? Yeah. Which song? It was... Uh, a Mandy Moore song? Yes. My Only Hope. Sing it. My Only Hope by Mandy Moore. <laughs> no one else knows that song, Everybody dude. knows that song. Nobody. Everybody None knows that song. Every, if you have never watched A Walk to Remember, you need to watch it. It is the most beautiful I movie. I need you to know that the people that have watched A Walk to Remember are girls. They're my followers. Your guy followers have never. I don't think you should boast. Well, <sighs> he was in love with Mandy Moore. So I'm sure that you put it in your head that your wife was going to be like Mandy Moore, cardigan and sundress and cancer and all. You you wear cardigans and you've worn sundresses. And I'm never going to have cancer. Just not Mandy Moore. Wow. Just kidding, wife. You're much better than Mandy Moore, baby. You're exciting. You're you're <laughs> you're it's never a dull moment with Rosie. I don't know, are you talking this is us Mandy Moore? Because she's exciting. Homegirl's home awesome. No, for a little while, I wanted to be Mandy Moore because that's what I thought that you wanted. Oh. Um, and I thought that I wanted something too until I met you. Um, it kind of surprised me when I met you and I knew you were the one. Really? Yeah. What, what made you feel that I was the one? There's a lot of things. There's so many things. Um, today's topic is knowing what, the moment you knew your spouse was the one. Is there even a moment? Let's yeah, let's just start off there first. So is there love at first sight? Stamina. Do you believe in that? Do you do you feel that there is a the one for everyone? So let's start okay, off with love at two first questions. sight. Okay, go. Love um, at first sight. I do not I do not believe love at first sight for me. Mm. Because the way that I see love is depth, is connection, is um being able to complement each other. Yeah. So that I don't think you can know that in an instant. I think it's lust at first sight. But what tripped me out was the Bible. The Bible has a moment where two very important people in the Bible, I don't know, I think it's Jacob, when he met Rachel, was like love at first sight. And they both knew it and they knew it that instant and they got married and it was it was beautiful. They loved each other forever. Wow. So for me, I would say no. But I don't think we can discount it in general. One, because it's in the Bible. And two, because it's worked for other people. So I don't know. Do I, you believe in love Me at personally, first sight? I don't believe in love at first sight. And I see, I see choosing, choosing your spouse as a, as a, not a game, but like. A wise decision. Like, yeah. Like, just like you got to choose. A knowledgeable guesstimate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a guesstimate. Like, it's kind of like you're picking a player for a video game. 
you got to pick the right one, you know? And like over time, that video, that player, you can like make it better and stuff Is like that. Is this video anime where the oh. girl has really big boobs and a small waist and... No, it's it's not. What know, video like, game would I be like, playing? I don't know, Call of Duty, like NFL. I would be playing Call of Duty. I would be all oh, because of my wide I'm back. S- yes. <gasps> no, no, that's not what I meant. But no, see, you're, you're would twisting I be playing our words. Super Mario Brothers? I thought everybody was eating chips. I thought <laughs> everything was, was cool. Chips. Uh, Eli, is that Eli? <laughs> okay. Um, no, but I mean, like it, it's like that. Like you have to choose carefully because this is a partner you're choosing for the rest of your life. Right. So me personally. I don't believe in love at first sight. And just to be quite honest with you. You definitely didn't experience it with me, homie. You did not love me at first sight. Just to be quite honest with you. Like, I don't, I haven't heard of a story of somebody falling in love with somebody that they're not attracted to at first sight, you know? And I haven't really heard of a story of it not being people that are attractive. You I have? have. There's like some leaders at Bethel that saw each other, loved each other, got married in three months. They're still living a healthy, successful marriage they're, now. No, but I'm saying they're they're attractive people. Oh. Like they're good looking people. I've never heard of like... Two feyitos falling yeah. in love? <laughs> yeah. Like, or or better yet, like un guapito and he fell in love with the feyita at first sight, you know? The Sandlot worked out. The Sandlot Squints got the girl. Squints is buff now. I don't know. Have you guys seen the <laughs> Sandlot reunion? Again. Well, maybe, Squints is yoked. That I don't know has... if they know A Walk to Remember or The Sandlot. I nah, think our crowd. All right. Well. Um, but no, I do not believe in love at first sight. And when it comes to the one, mm. choosing the one, I also, me personally, I do not believe that there is one person for everybody. I believe that God has I given agree. us... Uh, free will and dominion and just because he made eve for adam out of his rib or whatnot i think you can use that that term she is my rib um metaphorically metaphorically, but it's not like god made rosie 10 years before i was born took it from my 10 year younger rib and made rosie from it you know it's not literally but it's also i don't think I, I don't want to believe that when God was forming me, it was with the sole purpose of being your wife. I think yeah. God is so creative that he can, he made it all fit in and all serves for good. But I also know that God raises us to have free will and choose, and we get to choose who we be with, and you have to make a wise choice. So I am training Casey, Sammy, and Eli now to make choices, whether if it's what they're going to wear to school or what they want for breakfast, to make wise choices with consequences and with rewards so that that can help them choose a spouse. Right. But I'm not going to choose for them, so I don't think God would choose for us too. Right. Um, I think some people are made with a purpose together, but I think you figure that out. Like one of the reasons that I knew it was you, that I that you would be the one that I choose to marry was because our ministries worked well together. You're yeah. a worshiper, I'm a speaker. Right. You know, you're a singer, I'm a preacher. So whatever we do, it works out. And right. and I chose that knowingly. And it was not more than like ministry. I did want to do ministry with a man. I that was a desire that I had. So when I saw that Abel had a ministry and he's an amazing singer and we could work together, it was one of the reasons. So I was like, mm. That's one of the reasons that I know. But it wasn't that I thought he is the one that I have waited for forever. Yeah. Even when I was younger and I was praying for a husband, I was praying for a husband, not the one. Do you understand what I mean? Right. I think 
making one person finding the one makes it way too complicated and it takes responsibility away from you and puts it all on God. It is our responsibility we chose. So when you're in your marriage and you're like, oh my God, he's, he's horrible. You have to take responsibility because you chose him too. Maybe he isn't the best, but maybe you, you don't take responsibility that you made the choice. You can't put it all on God. That's why I don't believe in the one. Um, I love being your wife and that is part of my life and that is part of my purpose, but not my sole purpose. So when God formed me and he took me out of your rib, it's more metaphorically of like how we treat each other, how we love each other, how we're one, how we, and what did that was sex and working together and the power of God and the power of us. Not necessarily because I was made for you. Right. So yeah, I don't believe in the one either, which I'm glad we agree. The way that I've managed it, the way that I see it is that you have the ability to find your partner. And here's the thing is that like dating to me is not to date. It's really to figure out if this is going to be, yeah, it's really to figure out if this is going to be the person for me. So that's just the way. How old were you? Because since I've known you, you've been saying that. I was probably like maybe 13, 14. That's that's Um, like really wise. Who did that for you? uh, Well, I mean, I was Christian at the time. By then I was already Christian. And I'm like, I'm like, what is dating for? Honestly. And, and it was, it's to figure out if you're going to be, if you're going to marry this person, because that's what really, that's honestly what dating is for. It's not to screw around. It's not to have fun and stuff like that, because you can go on a date with a friend and just have have a good time, but it's not a, a date. You get me? Yeah. Because if you're going out with somebody to figure out if there's something between us, that has to be something that you have to subconsciously think, I'm trying to figure this out to see if we can marry each other, yeah. to see if we can spend the rest of our lives together. But Because if you don't feel that way and you're just doing it just to do it, then all you're doing is just wasting each other's time. Yeah. You know? What's sad is that they say that a woman will know by the beginning of the first few minutes of the date if they're going to have sex that night or if there's even going to be a date too. And that may be possible. But I don't think you can know within the first three minutes of a date if you're going to be able to be with that person forever. So you have to court, allow yourself to be courted, and date. Um, I think it begins with friendship. And then you go into the dating um, because in marriage, when sometimes everything is gone, when the romance, the sex, when everything is gone, sometimes all you have left is friendship. And that friendship can hold you together through the rough times. That's why I say start with friendship, then date. Um... And well, yeah, it was thanks to our friendship because I did not fall in love with you at first sight. I don't think you did either. I didn't even imagine being with you. You were just my friend. I thought you were very beautiful. Um, You did? Yes. I thought you were very beautiful. I thought you were funny. Um, But I genuinely thought that you were going to be one of those girls that are like my guy friend type of a thing. Right. Well, I think that's what I was. not Not that you technically acted like a guy, but just that I can be myself and, and and like share the jokes right because you were at my level of understanding and you were witty and stuff like that so not that i was gross with you or anything like that but just i could just joke with you in that way yeah yeah i think our friendship and it's still that way now like yeah. we joke and we have very dry dark humor and some people don't get it and then like why is rosie being mean to him i'm like i'm not he gets it or when people are like oh abel don't do this to rosie and i'm like no nah, dude it was one of the funniest things he did like i love it so um that friendship and the fact that we could have a friendship yeah. was one of the reasons i knew like i could marry this guy yeah so um when it came to when it comes to look i know 
I know there's a lot of people out there that get married really, really quick. But dating is a really big, important thing. And honestly, just to be 100% honest, it doesn't matter how long you date or how short you date or whatnot. You're never going to know the entirety of the person. But you will be able to get a rough estimate of whether or not you want to figure out if this is going to be for you. So those people that yeah. do meet up and that they do go in, in, in less than two weeks, they go and they get married in Las Vegas or, or whatever, it, it's hard to really understand a person completely because you're still in an infatuation phase yeah. and you're still in a phase where you're not completely yourself. So you have to be careful with that because eventually it's going to pop out. Like, honestly, Rosie, when we first started dating, she had a real bad attitude, snapped all the time and just broke all the time. And me, I was just really quiet and meek or whatnot um, because I was pretending to that I wasn't so annoyed by by the fact that she would get upset or that she would do this or she would do that and stuff like that. So I was still in the facade phase in the beginning and she was in this phase of just, I'm raw and this and that. This is raw, Rosie. And and so I, but she really let me know what she was gonna. Don't make I was that very, face. I was very transparent. No, I yeah. just, I love, She really I'm let me know what she was gonna yourself. be, and she would purposefully say this, and it, and it used to annoy me, where she would be like, "This is me, and if you can't handle it, you should leave." And this and that. I'm like, but he wouldn't leave. I'm like, yeah, bro, but like chill, take it easy, like make yeah, me right. want to stay too, bro. Uh, you that know, makes a lot of sense. I wish you had said that. Um, and so we figured this out, and I really got to figure out whether or not I wanted to be with her. And in my head... It surprised me that you still chose me. I mean, the, this is the way I see life, and maybe I'm wrong. I give the people the worst of me the very beginning. The very beginning. You know how most people are like, I'm going to give you the best first impression? Nope. I do the opposite. I will tell you no. I will come in with my hard attitude. I will challenge you. I will not be the sweetest thing in the world. I will be kind and respectful, but not be super sweet. And most people, when they meet me, they can't handle. Yeah. And I know then you're not good in my life because it's not that I'm trying to impress you. It's not that I'm trying to keep you. It's me trying to see, can we keep each other in our lives? And that's with friends and that's with everybody. Like even my followers, I don't pretend that I'm always in a good mood. I don't pretend that I love taking pictures. Most people, most fans can't handle that. So they go away. But I'd rather have a strong following or a strong relationship or a strong friendship of women that are just like, I don't need you to be a sweetheart. I don't, I don't need sweetheart. I need real. So I find those women. So with you, that's exactly what I did in dating. And you wouldn't go away. And I didn't get it. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that I knew I can marry this guy. One, he could be my friend when we are good, because we we are good when we're friends. It's it's we're amazing friends, thank God. But then when I'm not good, you can also handle it. You're not like yeah. all fragile and made of stick and like you know. Now have I pushed it too far? Yes, and I had to learn that along the way. And you taught me that. But it was also like my healing process and all this stuff. But I knew that I came with a background of trauma. Mm -hmm. And I needed a man that was going to be able to not only handle that, but help me work through it. And somehow I knew there was just moments in my head where I'm like, he hasn't left me yet. I would have left me for this. Yeah. And Abel was like, dude, like I hated it. You're acting, you're, you're behaving, you know, a certain type of way, but I'm not going to leave you. Yeah. And so, I mean, I made the mistake also in thinking that, oh, she's like this now, but I'm going to be able to change her, <gasps> you know? Um, oh, so, which is why, that. which is why, like, not that I was going to be able to change her, but you, that it was going to change, mm. you know? And partially was like, oh, I'm going to be in her life and I'm not going to be a douche and I'm going to not 
be what it is that her life has been. And so she's going to change and naturally just become nicer. Well, and you said I would appreciate you. Yeah. Is what you used to say. Like, dude, you should really appreciate me that I'm not like all the other men in your life. And I think at first it was like, what the heck is he saying? And after a while, I started to really appreciate what you were saying. Yeah. And appreciate you. It yeah. hit me. He wasn't, you weren't offending me. You were saying like, I'm doing this so that you can see that I'm different and so that you appreciate it. So I have been able to chill on my on my anger side um, because I do appreciate you more as a person. Yeah. So that works. So I think that as a person, you don't have to, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't think like, oh, I can deal with this now because she's going to change something like that. You really have to look at them for their good yeah, and their bad dude. and understand that and see, are they the type of person that would change things about them because I couldn't change Rosie to stop being that right. way. Only Rosie could. Right. And all I could do is just love her through it. And so it, that's what ended up happening because in the beginning, did you see that though? I you got first frustrated. Saw I first saw what the, that I could be the person that could change herself. I think at the moment you were like the smartest girl that I had met and the most uh, normal girl or the most like logical girl or and, and it just you were a lot of things where i'm like okay this is this is the best normal one that surprised found. me but thanks no like i mean like normal in in what i consider normal right like you're not in the cloud you're not ditzy you're not fake you're not thinking that everything was sunshine and roses and and stuff like that and so at the moment you were the best thing that i had found and i'm like i like her um i think you're you're always beautiful and granted you're even more beautiful now um thanks. eight I'm years like later Yes, you are. I'm like one. But uh, what I saw in you that made me feel like you were the one was just, uh, it was a bunch of things, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I knew that the way that you were, the way that you were in the beginning was, for me, tolerable, tolerable right? I understood that I can, I can work with you. I can work with you. You have your shortcomings, you have your highs, but I could work with you. Wow. You, know? you were really wise. Yes, I, I've always been. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always drink those eggies, but when I do. <laughs> no, and, and that's one of the reasons that I knew that I could choose you. I battled a lot with the 10-year difference. You know that I battled with it for like a full year. I battled with it. Um, but then when I started to see, you know what, he's wise beyond his years. He really is. Um, where we could be at a, a level. Sometimes he's more mature than I am. Um, and I have a lot of experience and I think I'm wise, but you were, you were more wise than your age. And I, and I took that. So like that statement that you said is really, really, um, wise in that, is it tolerable? And you really have to make that choice because if you are dating or when you were dating, you ignored the reds, the, the red flags because one, you ignored them because you were in euphoria, which is one reason you shouldn't marry so quickly. Everyone goes through a euphoria stage. It can last from six months to two years. Yeah. It depends on you. And euphoria means like, I'd kill for this person. I love this person. I'll die without this person. Yeah. I think about them all day, every day. And I will change for this person. And like all that will go away. Yeah, you have and to that's what, that. what people consider in love. And I've considered that not to be in love. That's just a feeling. And love feels great. But what makes love better is that when the feelings are gone, it's still there. Yeah. So if you're in your marriage and you're thinking, I don't feel love anymore, that's normal. You're not supposed to feel it forever. You're supposed to decide it forever. And I hope that you made the decision to marry your spouse in the euphoria stage, if anything, but still with wisdom the way Abel still did of like, I'm in euphoria 
but I can still see her faults and are they tolerable? Yeah. Because when you choose your spouse, you don't only choose the good things, but you also have to choose the defects. So I knew that you weren't the best communicator or that it was a challenge for you, yeah. but I also saw a man that was willing to work on it. Wow. And, and I saw that the day you gave me the book for my birthday and you wrote it, you wrote all your feelings. And I said, he's willing to work on it. And because he's willing, wow. the shortcomings that he has, I'm going to take them on with him. So it was also a knowledgeable decision of, um, he's not going to do it on his own. I'm going to help him get through it. Wow. That's good. Babe. I completely forgot about that book. I love uh, book. We're going to get, we're gonna, we'll be right back after the break and we're going to be talking about the, the things that we did see that made us feel that we're the one and uh, our final words. Baby, your body has been looking fine. Thank you, baby. I'm on it and I'm not waiting for the new year and neither should you. Start on a better body now with OpenFit. Sculpt your body in the convenience of your own home. No eyes on you. No longer worry about others watching you work out or feel the pressures of your peers at the gym. OpenFit is perfect for all fitness levels. I love that it goes with us everywhere because we are on tour. And if you're on vacation and you're worried that your hotel won't have a gym, you can view it on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and even Roku. OpenFit has changed the way that I work out. And by texting the code POWER to 303030, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-day challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text POWER to 303030. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts, all the nutrition information, totally free. Again, just text POWER to 303030. Standard data and messages may apply. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. So Rosie was just sharing what it is that she felt while she was dealing with me and I was I shared also with what was I was feeling with her. But I don't think I've given you a list of how I knew you were the one. So okay. Okay. So um, ministry. Mm-hmm. I one of the reasons, and I've told you before, I see God has placed a supernatural ministry over your life the way God did over Abraham. Yeah. And Sarai followed him because of it, yeah. and she was a woman of faith because of that. And I I feel that with you. Wow. Um, I want to build an empire together with you. We are building it. And I wanted to be a part of seeing God's plan. So it's your gift. It's your plan. But I asked God if I could be a part of it, either by cheering you on or by being a part of it. Or if you ever have this huge concert, if I could speak for five minutes. And even if I don't, just being in the back the back burner of it, the background and, and cheering you on is, is really, really big for me. So that was one of the reasons. Two, we could do ministry together. It just works. Um, three, you're a really good son. Like you are a really good son. Thank you you love your mom. You listen to her. You joke with her. You respect her, um, whether she's in the room or not. And I said, that is how he'll treat his wife. So I, I knew that. Um, you're a really good older brother, which showed me he's going to be a good dad. Like wow. I knew you were going to be a good dad before you were a dad. Um, you're very merciful. And that was something that I knew that I needed because I mess up like every day, like every day a lot. And so I knew that I needed a man that wouldn't expect me to be perfect, wouldn't want me to be perfect, um, and that could forgive my imperfections. And wow. you're very, very merciful. Um, I I think I love the way you love single mothers and women. Like um, your heart just goes out to them. You have no issue with tithing or giving, yeah. and I needed that in my life. Um, and 
Well, I loved your jet black hair. I knew I was going to marry someone with jet black hair and like dark eyebrows and kind eyes. And I love your lips. So physically, I knew and I love your tan skin. Um, so I knew like he looks like what I've imagined. I love your broad shoulders. And that's what I saw um, when I chose way before I met you, like what I wanted my husband to look like. I wasn't stuck on those things, but I knew what, what I'd be attracted to. Right. So... Um, all those things together plus many more and then in the relationship being your friend and um the way that i knew that you were that diamond in the rough that <laughs> um it is i love jasmine i swear i'm jasmine just, but you really were and i knew and i've told you and i know it you're only going to get better with age like i knew it and you have, and you continue to. And it wasn't like, I'm going to change him. I did have a little bit of that where I think I messed up on some things. But it was also me knowing this man is going to get better with age. He learns really quickly. When he sees something he doesn't like about himself, he transforms it. And I was very attracted to that. Wow. Um, so I knew, like, I'm meeting Abel at his, at his undiscovered point. And I get to be the person that discovers him and he only gets better with age. And wow. you've done that. So I cannot wait to see you at your 30s, 40s, 50s. Like wow. I am completely, um, I, and I don't want to put that pressure on you though. I don't tell you a lot. I don't tell you a lot because I don't want to put you pressure, put pressure on you. But I just know you're going to be like this sexy 30, 40, 50 year old man. Um, and I'm, I'm just excited for it. Thank you, baby. Uh, when I met you, um, I, well, after we started dating and stuff like that, I knew that you were the one because I could really, I enjoyed talking with you. I enjoyed hanging out with you. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the conversations we could have because they were, they they were quick. I didn't yeah. have to really t t tell you too much of background and stuff like that for the most part. And, and we, they were witty. Um, we would go yeah. back and forth. You enjoyed sports. Uh, you're beautiful. Um, you, I, I've told you this over and over again. I've had this idea of what I wanted for myself as a wife, it would be like this pinup model that wasn't super thin because I don't like thin girls. And you were that. And to my surprise, you started off being being this this thicker version of yourself. It's still very <laughs> beautiful. And I loved you. And you ended up becoming this, you know? And it's honestly, just to be 100% with you, I thought after we got married about a year into it, maybe a year and a half, I'm like, oh crap, like it could begin a downfall. Like her beauty could start begin to fade and now you got to just love her through it. And granted, it was a lot of you talking to me and telling me and telling me about Botox and this and that. I'm like, oh crap, she's going to start getting into all this. That means that she, her beauty is fading and uh, I just got to love her, you know? And regardless of what happens, and I will, I will. And that's not a big deal. It's, it's fine if she wasn't around to be super beautiful for 20 years it's, it's cool you know but no man you've really surprised me in that you've you're still thick the way that i like but you're already you're much thinner so you're re reaching this weird like perfection stage for for me as I far as a pinup doll and uh you're beautiful you're more beautiful than ever uh i, I really love looking at you and and so and then we had great conversations i i thought you were an amazing amazing person i thought you were very talented in that a lot of people don't get to see or a lot of people really take for granted how how amazing of a speaker you are Thanks. you know um I, like i've heard people say some stupid jokes like oh what talent does she have i'm like what does rosie do yeah i don't think you understand how good she like speaks and, and could <laughs> could really do something speaking is a huge talent yeah. and it's 
um, the second biggest fear in the world after death. Yeah. So I, I've conquered that. God gave me that gift. And we say it as a joke, but I can speak. And I thank God for that gift. And I'm so glad you could see it. Yeah. And so, I mean, I saw that. I saw that immediately because it came out naturally. And although there was a lot of br- uh, buffing out and fixing and brushing up on stuff, you've done it, you know. And, and I knew it because I'm like, oh, she, what I can do with singing or I can just kind of just, I can just sing she can do it speaking. It just kind of came out of her naturally. And I just knew that that was that, just that God-given gift right there. Yeah. Um, it, it was honestly, a, it was a bunch of things that I just enjoyed about you as a person. Um, what I didn't know at the moment was that I was going to enjoy the fact that you were going to help me grow as a person. And that yeah. where I think about it now, I'm like, hmm, if I would have married this person, if I would have married that person, and I, and I look back, I'm like, they probably wouldn't have pushed me. I probably wouldn't have done certain things. I probably wouldn't have changed certain things. I probably wouldn't have gotten certain things accomplished if it wasn't for her pushing me or motivating me or or even sometimes just like sometimes you've slapped me or slapped me and told me like not slap me, but like like slap me spiritually, telling me like, do something. Like how can you just live like this? You know? And and I've said it time and time again, like a Morsin Condition would have probably not been made if it wasn't with you, like you were constantly motivating me and nagging at me to do something with my ministry and what are you doing? Like you would literally say like, what are you doing with your life? Like, how are you going to just do this and be this? I'm like, we're making good money at UPS. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm paying the bills. I'm doing everything right. She's like, yeah, but like, and I was, I was kind of happy. I, I hated working long hours, but I was happy with what I was doing you at were, home. You were good at it. Mm-hmm. And but, but like, that's what worries me is when you're making good money and you're good at something other than your purpose. Yeah. Because you told then me. Yeah, you we told could me that. settle the other rest of our lives. And yeah, we'd have the kids stuff paid, but I don't, I don't want that necessarily. I that's secondary to you living your purpose. So it was all that and, and, and more, and you keep surprising me now, but back then I knew you were the one because what I did was I, I took what everything that Rosie was as a whole. And I took her bad and I took her good because the one that people talk about, quote unquote, the one, the one is perfect. Yeah. The, the one is great. The one is not going to, is not going to, is not going to, mm, how do you put it? The one is not going to interfere or disrupt or, mm, or so mess good. up your world in your bubble in any yeah. which way. And you got to be honest with you. If that, if there is the one for you would they choose you yeah well, i don't know if they would choose you <laughs> you know yeah so um i love that babe that's so wise of you so and i we've never had this conversation and i'm really really loving it um because it helps us to realize it you go back to that feeling like i started feeling the euphoria again yeah. and you motivated me to be better again just with this talk of like, I do remember what he liked about me. Yeah. I, I, there's still that Rosie in me. She's yeah. still in there. And maybe your marriage has challenged you guys. Maybe you guys have transformed. Maybe life has been tough on you guys. Yeah. Kids, maybe you're not sleeping as much. Okay. That's yeah. just one. Seriously, bro. But, but at, under that like exhausted mom, you are still that exciting woman that your husband f- that your husband liked because he loves us. You love me. But sometimes I feel like maybe he doesn't like who I've become. Maybe I'm too tired, too stressed, too worried about the kids' school, that I'm not really doing what I used to do for you. 
So I don't know if you like me all the time, but hearing you speak, I'm like, he does like me because she's still there and you are still that woman and, and you should be a better version of yourself. But just in case you're not, you could have the chance to change that now. So this talk, what it's given me is it's reminded me of so many things that I love about you. Yeah. And, and sometimes we need that reminder. You're in, you're in a rut, you're in a, a tough time in your life, whether external or internal in your marriage and you forget. So it reminded me of like, yes, this is why I chose him. And you know what, dude, I was right. Because you are that man. Because you have gotten better. Because you are merciful. Because you can do Rosie. So it reminded me of why I love you. But it also reminded me of like what I can do now to to spice up the marriage again. Yeah. It, I could still be that girl. We can still have witty conversation. We could still go to a sports event. I can still, you know, um, do all the things that, that I did before. Right. So just so that it helps you in your marriage now, the reason you can have this conversation with your spouse is to get out of the rut that right. you're in. Yeah, definitely. Having this conversation and figuring out and remembering why it is that you guys chose each other, why they were the one for you, because they can be the one for you. There just really isn't a the one, yeah, quote unquote. No. You get to choose who the one is. And we chose who the one is. And, and the advice that I gave you was honestly the best advice that I could is ba- figure out if you aren't married yet and you're in a, uh, a relationship, figure out, balance it out and, and figure out what weighs more. Is it all they're good? Is it all they're bad? Because honestly, there was bad with Rosie and it was it was strong bad. But it wasn't outweighing all the good possibilities that I saw of living a life, uh, a life of, of, of fulfillment with her. And there was so much good. And, and we've, uh, we've been together now eight years of marriage, about, how, what is it, 10, 12 years together? 10 together. Something like that. And we're building our empire. And it's in yes. brick by brick. And that's what we wanted to do. Um, she had an opportunity of marrying baseball players and and probably actors Pastor. and singers and pastors and stuff like Not a that. Singer. But I was never she chose, marry a singer. She chose to start at the bottom with me. And I, I greatly appreciate that. I no. saw something. I, yes. I love to be a visionary. Yes. And I, and I visualized She didn't know. I, I, there was a bunch of pastors, daughters that were waiting in line for me. That's She didn't know. But uh-huh. I'm just No, saying, I did know. know. I didn't like her. Mm. So, <laughs> and, and I mean, and we're, we're really doing this. And that's cool, you know? That's cool. Because maybe she, her life wouldn't have been as fulfilled if she would have married somebody that already has a had a successful thing. And she would just felt left out. And no, then, I mean, what you were talking about was positions. There were people with positions that wanted to marry me, but there was no one like you. Yeah. And that's why I can tell people that, yes, Abel is 10 years younger than me, but he is the best man for me that I had ever seen. And I dated and I, I saw the field and I saw what was available and I knew what I didn't want and I knew exactly what I wanted and Abel encompassed that. And so don't look for position. If you're a girl that's waiting on looks, money and position, you, that has nothing to do with marriage. His looks will not be able to communicate with you. His position as a job and his money, although they can give you a little bit of security, are not going to give you the companionship and the connection that you need. So all the reasons that you're looking at that person to get married can be exactly the wrong reasons because his position and his money came after and more is coming. That's why I didn't choose you for your position or your money. I knew that was coming with your God-given gift. Um, and I love to be part of it so that when you do get there, cause boy, when you become a millionaire, I'm gonna get your money. I'm gonna use it because we built it together <laughs> yes, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Um, and so I, I love having this conversation because yes, I saw the good in you. 
And I saw the good that you saw in me that I still have and that I can still do and I will choose to do. Like you gave me ideas of like, oh crap, I can do this. I can, I can still be the Rosie that he fell in love with. But then also three, it gave us responsibility. I chose you. My mom didn't choose you. God didn't choose you. So I have no one else to blame for our bad moments, but you and I. Yeah. And it's not like blame, like, oh, I was such a mentor. It's like, no, I take responsibility. I knew his faults and I still choose them with him today. And I can help him in those faults the way he helps me because you really do help me in my yeah. faults. So have this conversation with your partner. Say, hey. How, how did you know? When did you know? And it can be a fun and romantic conversation. Keep it light. Don't get all like, you know, oh, so you married me because I was skinny and now that I'm a size 12. No, dude, like keep it light yeah. and say, there are things about me that I can still do that I want to do for you, that yeah. I still want to be a part of that young girl, whether we have kids or not. Um, and, and take responsibility. life just gets in the way and it's okay to go back and think and figure out and restructure and start all over again because maybe you stop doing something, but it's not that it's not a part of you. It's just that you just stopped because you don't have the time or you forgot or you just left it on the back burner because you thought yeah. it wasn't important, but it is important. So now you're just going to go and start doing it again. Stuff like that, stuff that you guys used to like to do and things like that. I heard a very, 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 I read a very good quote um, the other day, and it was, women, give your man a reason to want to come home, and men, give your woman a reason to be sad when you leave. Wow. You know, so I think that that's really good in that, in that you have to both really give each other reasons as to why wow, you want each other to so be in each good. other's lives. Um, this is the power of us. We pray that you guys have a good conversation and we also pray that you guys have a really good time to really think about whether or not this person you're dating is the one for you or whether the next person you're dating is going to be the one. And I'm so glad that I don't have to be Mandy Moore, but I'm still the one for you. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye.